<laughs> We're going to get this before the end of the retreat. <laughs> Uh, I like that feeling of getting mastery right at the end. (laughs) So, you've probably noticed by this point that this whole process has a lot of ups and downs to it. A number of people have said they, they feel like their mind's a little bit of a roller coaster where you come in, one sit, it's kind of cooperative and starts out well and then part of the way through it starts to get scattered and then it gets sleepy and or maybe it starts out badly and after a while for some unknown reason all of a sudden alertness returns and it seems possible to do the practice or maybe you have a sitting period where it's all one way or all the other and this is the this is the process of meditation. This is learning to work with your mind through these many different cycles of alertness, sleepiness, restlessness, calm, times when there's ease, times when it feels really different, difficult. And just having that integrity of commitment to continue to work with it as best you can knowing that we can't immediately control what arises in the mind. This is all arising due to causes and conditions. Our preference and our intention being only a part of it. So one way to understand what we're doing here is we're learning to work with the hindrances. I talked about that in in my first talk, that these forces in the mind that are cross-currents to... uh, our ability to focus the mind in the way that we might want to do at any given time. But the hindrances are the reason we have to do these practices. (laughs) If we didn't have the hindrances, we wouldn't need the practices. So we can't really expect that they're not going to come up in the course of doing this. So now uh, that we're working with the the difficult person, you might find the energy to be more challenging yet because there's not the natural ease or the natural wish for well-being that might be there when you're working with somebody who's close to you that you basically approve of. So in working with a difficult person, as Marcia pointed out this morning, you want to pick somebody who's not your worst enemy, right? Not somebody who who pushes your buttons, you know, plays them like a piano. That's not the person you want to pick. You want to start with somebody who's mildly difficult, a little bit annoying, but maybe somebody that you know is basically an okay person. They just rub you the wrong way. That would be like a good first pick for a difficult person and to work there. And if you find that over the the course of um, working with the difficult person category that the mind feels like it's kind of running out of energy or um, the hindrances are increasing then that would be a time to um, take a break from the difficult person just take a break, relax, restore 
go to some place where it's easier and work there after you've uh, brought attention back to the body and taken a few deep breaths. Just start with an easier person and build up some momentum again. And in these sessions, if you do have the intention to work with a difficult person, you want to start by working with a not difficult person, right? So you want to kind of prime the pump of the meta intention and the meta phrases using somebody where it's fairly easy, where it flows. And then once you've got the pump primed and things are kind of working, somewhat at least, that would be a time that you could go uh, for somebody who's difficult. So having given these words of advice to you, now (laughs) you can employ them and just take it up for yourself. Take up the practice and, and see. This is your own little laboratory of body and mind. And you, you get to run the experiments. You get to see how, how to work with the states that come up, with the challenges and difficulties that come up in the, the practice. And this is how you will develop mastery of this particular way of cultivating the state. So good luck. <laughs>